0: Welcome to the UniConnect podcast. We're here to keep you connected to all things university. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. And today we're talking about routes into teacher training. So, good morning, Charlotte. Um, I know you've got a bit of an overview of the different kind of routes and ways into into this field.
1: Yeah. So, there's quite a few different routes that you can take to go into teaching. Firstly, you can do just a straight bachelor's degree, which gives you something called QTS. So, that's Qualified Teacher Status. But that's typically if you want to go into primary school teaching and normally you have the option of kind of focusing on the lower years, so the the really kind of young primary stage or the slightly older years, which tends to be about five to 11. So you you can do a bachelor's degree in it uh, straight after uh, going to college or sixth form, which normally takes about three years. Alternatively, you can do a a degree in in whatever subject you'd like to, really, and then qualify as a teacher after that by doing something called a PGCE. So that's a postgraduate certificate in education. Um, You can do that if you'd like to be a primary school teacher. But if you're wanting to teach secondary, which is subject specific, so you want to be a maths teacher or a geography teacher, for example, then um, you'd need to do a degree um, in that subject first. Sometimes if you want to go into secondary, it comes with bursaries as well, depending on the subject that you want to teach. So that's always something worth just noting if you are thinking of going into that. So that's two uh, kind of common ways of going into teaching. There's also quite a few different programmes that you can enrol onto um, after you've finished a degree. And I believe you have a bit of uh, information about Teach First. Is that right?
0: Yeah, so Teach First is one of um, you know, as you mentioned, a few different programs. Some schools in local areas have their own programs where you um, go into schools and you learn and you kind of do your PGCE or equivalent alongside actually practicing. So it's a bit like an apprenticeship, I suppose. In in that you work while you learn. Um, which suits some people. Some people prefer being thrown into the deep end, and teaching is obviously one of those professions where you can learn the theory, but you need to practice the, you know, the teaching. So yeah, teach first. I worked in a school, that had quite a few teach first um, teachers, and that's a program that you interview for, and um, you go through the process. And if you're successful, you then get placed in a school. Um, that can sometimes be in the region that you've requested, but it might also be in an alternative region where they're in d- the teaching is in demand and they need teachers to support uh, certain schools. Um, so it can be a bit of a potluck programme, but if you're doing it straight from university, it's quite an exciting uh, programme to be part of. Uh, and I suppose it's a bit in, in line with post-grad graduate schemes. That, that help you train and, and learn skills that, yes, are useful for working with young people and teaching and training, uh, but the Teach First programme also kind of talks about skills that are transferable into management roles. So there are opportunities through the Teach First programme, for example, where you can work in industry and use the skills that you need in the classroom and, and to work with young people, but in industry. So it, it does prepare you for... Um, alternative careers if you, you know, eventually after your time in teaching you wanted to progress into something else. So, yeah, lots of different ways to to get into teaching um, and it just depends financially and what su- suits your learning style again, um, which route you maybe want to take in. Thank
1: you. Like you said, there's, there's loads of different routes you can take and it really is, I guess, narrowing down what you think's best for you. So we are going to be speaking to... Um, a student at Leeds Trinity next. She's in her final year of a bachelor's degree in primary education. So we're going to be chatting to her about how she's found the course, how she feels it's equipped her to be a teacher. We're also chatting a bit about the application and the interview process for anybody who's listening right now who, who thinks they might be applying themselves. So stay tuned next to listen to that. Hi Alice thank you for joining us today you're in your final year of a bachelor's degree in primary education at the Trinity University shall we start off by discussing how you feel the course has prepared you to go into teaching
2: in terms of the course um, it's split into two sections so you've got your academic side which is the lectures and the meetings and the assignments and then you've got um, the placement side so in terms of like the lectures, they're very practical and they're very hands-on. You've got to use lots of resources and try out lots of activities that you could have then take into the classroom. So when I go into school now, I'm not phased and worried that I'm going in with no ideas because I know I've got lots of ideas and um, behind me really. Um, also, the lecturers are very experienced. So you hear short stories within the lectures about the teacher's experience, both good and, b- and bad, really. And they're very enthusiastic and reassuring in seeing that, you know, teaching isn't a straightforward job. It's not nine to five. There's long hours and you, can have, you have absolutely amazing days. But then at the same time, you can re- have really bad days where just nothing goes to plan. And that's really sh- reassuring to hear, especially when you're on placement. Um, Because, you know, if you have a bad day, it doesn't mean you're a bad teacher. In fact, you're probably quite a good teacher if you're having bad days because it's completely normal. Um, In terms of placement, uh, you get to experience lots of different settings. So I have worked in two schools so far. I have worked in a very large school which has had three classes per year group. And currently I'm in a faith school um, that has only had one class per year group. And... The background of the children are very different from the two schools. I have worked a lot with um, children with English as an additional language and also children with special educational needs. You experience um, how to deal and um, cater learning towards them through the lectures and then you're able to put that into practice within schools, which is very useful. So I now feel like I'm going into school with lots of experience behind my back, both academically and actual teaching experience.
1: That's great, thank you Alice. Um, it sounds like you really get the opportunity to kind of mould the course into what you want to make it, you get a lot of support from your tutors and a lot of opportunity to to go into schools and to actually practice what you're learning, so that's great. Did you have much experience working within schools or working with young people before you started the degree? So before I applied
2: to uni, I had a lot of experience with working with children. and um, But that mainly came out of volunteering for a club. So I helped out with dance lessons. Um, first of all, I was just kind of supporting the children, you know, helping them out where they needed it. But that actually progressed to me need it it to me starting a warm-up and things like that and that's the same with guides as well um and i'd say that if you are part of a club or if you are interested in something um do join a club and get involved volunteer um get lots of ideas on how you can help out and running the sessions Even though it's not within a school, it's still really useful because you all experience is a good experience, really. Um, I also had two school um, experiences. Um, One was in a village school and one was in an academy. So, again, very different. Um, And I talked about these within the interview. Um, obviously, at the minute, it's quite hard to go into schools with the current climate. So one thing that I would say, and it's also something that I have done as well, is on social media, um, offer support to parents who are running home learning and say that I am interested in going into education. So if you want any support or if you want any resources, just let me know. Because online, there are lots of free resources. And in fact, in the first lockdown... I made resource packs just with what was, I could find free on the internet to support children. And again, that's another really good thing that you can talk about. And again, even though you're not working one-to-one with a child, you are still developing that experience of what children might need to support their learning.
1: Great, so it sounds like you did have a good deal of experience working with young people before you started, Uh, but most of that is obviously experience that you went out and got off of your own back and obviously experience that you went out to seek, mainly voluntary. So um, for anybody kind of listening to this at the moment who's obviously interested in going into teacher training, that might be something to know if you haven't got any experience at the moment. Obviously, I do understand that, um, as we're recording this at the minute, we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. um, Universities are very understanding at the moment of the fact that it is more difficult to get experience. What I would suggest at this point, if you are trying to, to start off getting experience during the pandemic... Is try to join, um, you know, any online events that are going on to do with teaching or to do with working with young people, and just kind of keep persevering, really, to see if you are able to gain um, any experience, even if that's, you know, a school or a guiding unit, for example. Guaranteeing you might get some kind of next year or something. So um, please, please know that universities are understanding of the situation at the moment. Um, How did you find the application and the interview process for the course, Alice? Do you have any tips for students applying now?
2: So, when I started applying and getting to the interview process um, for courses, I was very nervous and I thought, you know, the interviews would be um, a table um, with three people on one side and me, a bit like the apprentice kind of thing. And I was so wrong. Um, For Leeds Trinity... I had to prepare and research um, for three questions. And the questions were mostly about what the important parts of teaching what, and what are the issues today. Um, and when you walked into the room, there was seven or eight other candidate, candidates with you and they put you into groups and chose a question for you to s- discuss. Um, and then you fed back to the whole group and that was it it was very relaxed and um it was clear that they were more looking at how you interacted with other people in the group um than anything else because obviously they want to see whether you can talk in front of a group of people and see if do you take over or actually are you quite a good team player um so one thing that I would say is obviously prepare for the questions. Don't go in blindsided. Go in with the questions prepared. One of the things I did was talk to teachers, talk to people in education who I knew. Um, so for me, it was my neighbour who was a primary school teacher, but you might want to email your old primary school teacher and get them to answer the questions. See what they say. And I'm not saying use... Um, copy their answers completely but you can take things out of that also ask for popular buzzwords um that I used in education so for me three years ago it was um words like growth mindset and differentiation and I read around them words so I knew what they were about and I could put them into my discussion to show to the interviewers that actually I had an idea, okay, it might have been a vague idea, but I could, I had an idea of what was important in education at the minute, um, for interviews at other universities, I, some of the universities asked, um, you to prepare either an object or an idea for a lesson activity, a hook kind of thing, and one of the things I'd wish I had was Twitter, It sounds quite strange, Um, but lots of schools have Twitter accounts, and they share what they do, Um, and also lots of companies that offer schemes of work that are used within schools, and individual teachers and educators, they all have Twitter, and it sounds so kind of medial, but they offer so many ideas, and I really wish that I had looked on Twitter and had a bit of a Google, um, and to see other ideas of what I could do kind of thing because edgy Twitter is a massive thing um, and you get to hear about issues, you get to hear about good ideas, uh, kind of tra- popular trends in education at the minute. Yeah, I'd say get Twitter.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Alice. There's some good tips there and um, I guess also highlighting one of the positives of social media, so thank you. I guess one of the main things to come out of that then really is uh, doing your research preparing, making the most of um, any practice questions that come out, keeping up to date with the news and what's happening within education and within the sector. So, yes, thank you for that. It has been a difficult year with the pandemic, and this has affected work placement opportunities. It'd be really interesting to know how the pandemic has affected your course directly Obviously, you've not always been studying your degree during the pandemic, so has it influenced it? Um, and I've realised, to be honest, that I've already covered this a little bit, but it would be great to know your suggestions for those trying to find an experience at the moment.
2: Yeah, so the um, last year has not gone to plan for any of us, really, I don't think. For me, um, when the first lockdown was ma- was announced last March, I was actually on my third day of my second year placement. So I'd only been into school three days and obviously schools closed and we stopped our placement immediately. Nobody really knew what this was. Um, But the university was really good at communicating with us and they very swiftly put in an alternative assignment. Um, And this assignment at the time I was like, oh, I want to be in school. I don't want to do an assignment. But this assignment was actually really beneficial for writing our assignments this year, so in my final year. So it was a bit like every cloud has a silver lining. I wasn't able to go into school, but it's really helped academically for this year. Um, then in September, everything went on to online learning. I've already said that the lecturers, lectures are quite practical. So I was like, oh, well, they're not going to be practical anymore, but they were Probably one of the best bits were doing at-home science experiments. Um, They were quite entertaining. And we were going into school once a week. Um, Again, the communication from university meant that you still felt part of the community, even though you couldn't really go into university that much. You still had the community of your course mates around you, um, clubs and societies. So it didn't actually feel too different. Um, when lockdown 2.0 came, I was in schools. Obviously, school stayed open for that. So I stayed in school. Um, I was very lucky to be in the same school that I was in the year before. And I was actually with the same like cohort of children, but obviously in a year up. And again, the school were very supportive. They were very honest in saying, these children are not where they should be, but we can't do anything about it. And it was a really useful experience to see how the teachers and the school and the children are adapting and coping with kind of the new way of life so now we're in lockdown 3.0 um i am about to t- return back to school um Again, the university has been very good at communicating with us. As soon as the third lockdown was announced, the next morning, I woke up to an email notification from a course leader saying, it's fine, we're sorting it, no need to worry. Um, And I'm actually going into school um, to help key worker children and vulnerable children and do online learning as well. And I'm very excited to go and see this different type of learning because, we don't know when something like this is going to happen again. So when we have a snow day from now on, are we all going to go onto Google Classrooms? Is, is that going to be the thing? It, it's a good experience to have. And I would say to anyone, don't let the current climate affect your decision. Because in terms of education, it's always changing. So this is a very good time to go and experience um, Education
1: Great, thanks, Alice. It sounds like you've really taken the positives out of what could have been an incredibly difficult situation, so thank you for sharing that with us as well as equipping you with the skills to teach and work with young people. What other skills do you feel you've developed throughout your course?
2: um so the course has basically made me realize I have skills that I didn't realize I had or that it's made me develop skills that I didn't realize that were important so it's got me out of my shell a lot i'm now not afraid to put my hand up and express my opinion even if it's maybe not in agreement with everyone else having debates around education is really important and you've got to have your own ideas um you can't also in the course you cannot just sit back and relax and watch the world go by you've got to get involved um, you've got to get hands-on with the resources, you've got to share your ideas, ask questions. It also made me realise that I was more capable than what I thought I was. Um, we had one uh, specialist placement where basically you could go into any field to do with education that wasn't a mainstream school. So quite a few of my friends went abroad, one went to China, quite a few of them went to Thailand, I was a bit like, mm, I'm not too interested in going to abroad, um, and I decided to go to a specialist school, so a specialist provision for children with severe learning difficulties and physical dif- difficulties, um, just to kind of get experience, because sometimes you can have children with severe um, special educational needs within a classroom, and I wouldn't know how to cope with it. so. I went in to see what it was like and I went in thinking I'm not the sort of person to work in a school like this. I am not strong enough. Um, I feel like I would get upset quite a lot. I would just wouldn't be able to cope. But I actually loved it and I was very resilient Um, and I was really open-minded coming out of it. And now a provision school like that is actually what I'm looking into working in later on in my teaching career. So it has actually kind of opened my eyes up to the world of teaching and given me qualities and attributes that I either thought I had, but I've developed them further or made me develop attributes that I didn't even think about before. Also, actually physically teaching, you develop so many skills. I'm so reflective and I'm reflective and organised. And actually, if something doesn't go wrong... I now am able to switch it and do something else off the back of my head. And whereas before, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And like in daily life, if something goes wrong, instead of just sitting in the queue of traffic with my car running out of fuel and going, ah, actually, I can switch it and be like, right, I'm going to do this instead and it's fine. So, yeah, I'd probably say the best part of uni was, well, is the placements because you are seen as a proper teacher, you are used as a proper teacher and it's probably one of the best experiences um, you'll ever have really. Yeah.
1: Brilliant, lots of transferable skills there then. Um, I was going to ask what you'd enjoyed most about university but I think you covered it there really and obviously the placements are a really exciting, fantastic opportunity that come with the majority of university degrees. But obviously they're an integral part of studying education and something that you really do need to experience hands on rather than than just learning about teaching and uh, kind of in your classroom, you need to go into a a classroom and teach yourself. So I'm pleased that you've enjoyed your placements. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today, Alice. It's been really useful to talk to you and I think we've got some great information and some great tips there for any students listening today who are hoping to apply for teaching themselves. So for our top tips section today I'm really just going to kind of summarise what myself and Alice discussed So Alice really highlighted the importance of the placements on the course and she obviously discussed that she had quite a bit of experience herself before beginning. If it's possible for you to get any experience working with young people or just working with people in general, building up your confidence with speaking in front of others and communicating and also being organised because that's a huge part of teaching, then that's definitely something that you should be looking at getting into place now. If you're unable to get this face-to-face experience because of the pandemic, I suggest you have a little look online at UCAS events and maybe at the university itself to see if they're holding any events that you can get involved with that look at teacher training. In terms of the application and interview process, as with most interview processes, it's important to look at research and preparing in advance making sure you're keeping up to date with what's happening in the education sector and that you have a good understanding of what the role of a teacher is because you will be asked to discuss this in an interview.
0: That's it for this episode, but keep connected in the meantime and follow us on our Instagram account at LCC UniConnect. And we look forward to you tuning in next time. Bye.